will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You, the podcast that's cuddly and squeezy and squishy and huggable like a big lovely... <laughs> no, we're assholes. Joining me tonight, Ms. Lucy Boyd, our anxiety historian. People have been anxious for a really long time, it turns out. Like, since they were aware that they were made of meat and stuff could eat them, people have been anxious. Indeed. I am Roger Hart, who was forged in the fires of Mount Mild Peril. And this is Mr. Dave Conbury, brand ambassador for daytime drinking. It's fucking tremendous. Yes. Also tremendous, our question this week. Christ Almighty, I hope you're not my only hope. It begins. Ah, where was I? Yep, okay, so. How on earth, when you're too employed to look adolescent stupid every day, when you're surrounded by mainstream fashion that leaves you completely numb, and when you're an allegedly sensible adult but not minted, does one go about figuring out one's personal style. I'm less worried about the execution thereof. Fuck the gender binary, clothes don't fit, everything is polyester, you. I need to know how to decide what I'm aiming. Tricky. Oh boy. So, long-time listeners will know that um, when in doubt I just, I just reach for early 20th century modernism. And um, while Breakfast at Tiffany's was in fact published in 1958, which arguably takes down the period. I first read it when I was 14 or 15, and it made a bit of a mark on me. And there's a section towards the beginning um, at uh, the sort of cocktail party in, uh, in Holly's flat where we first meet Mag Wildwood. Um, she appears in the door, and it begins, I'm, I'm, I'm Mag Wildwood from Wildwood, Arkansas. That's hill country. It seemed a dance. Thurman performing some fancy footwork to prevent his rivals cutting in. He lost her to a quadrille of partners who gobbled up her stammered jokes like popcorn tossed to pigeons. It was a comprehensible success. She was a triumph over ugliness, so often more beguiling than real beauty, if only because it contains a paradox. In this case, as opposed to the scrupulous method of plain good taste and scientific grooming, the trick had been worked by exaggerating defects. She made them ornamental by admitting them boldly, heels that emphasised her height, so steep her ankles trembled, a flat, tight bodice that indicated she could go to the beach in bathing trunks, hair that was pulled back straight, accentuating the sparseness, the starvation of her fashion model face. Even the stutter, certainly genuine but still a bit laid on, had been turned to advantage. It was the masterstroke, that stutter, for it contrived to make her banalities sound somehow original. And secondly, despite her tallness, her assurance, it served to inspire in male listeners a protective feeling. It goes on to make some other massive sexist bollocks observations, and certainly that's riddled with background misogyny and a raft of assumptions. But I'm genuinely not joking when I say that I read that and it stuck with me and has actually been the structuring principle as my own aesthetic for as long as I can remember. I'm honestly not joking here. Just impressionable, rogger, had a brain fart, and was left with this idea of absolutely leaning into your own eccentricities and oddities and you could see them as imperfections. That the excerpt from Brexit Tiffany is horribly judgy. It talks about ugliness as opposed to distinctiveness, but 
what I've always tried to do is, yeah, extrude extrude the slight oddities, accentuate the height, the pointiness, the shambolic awkwardness. So I tend to wear shoes with a little more heel than you might ordinarily see on menswear, trousers that taper a bit, um, emphasizing the fact that I'm, you know, my legs start just under my nipples. I'm a lanky bastard. Pushing myself to be slightly more outlandish than I'm comfortable with, to look just that bit more contextually jarring, kind of just enough attention-seeking to throw the inner introvert into a weird spiky relief sometimes, sometimes a little makeup that goes to the pointiness and the effeteness. Now, the end point of this is some kind of mirror-world fuckboy Jacob Reese mob, but it's a look. Granted, the end point of this is a kind of queer, preppy pastiche, but it's also sort of a coherent look, and it's one that's relatively easy to acquire clothes for. William Gibson describes good sci-fi as the selective extrusion of the present. Um, I wonder if there's a, a line like that in aesthetic design for or kind of projection of a self that you you do just lean into the slight oddities and dress for them. But you want it to be an effort, so you're going to want to kind of exaggerate it around a couple of axes as well. Two questions, what's going to be consistently available rather than just in fashion now, and what's the nearest proximate idiom? So for me, there's this melange of queer preppy with a resigned acceptance to the fact that hipster is what's on the shelves, and so there's kind of a little bit of that in there kind of dialed around. I've tried other things, like at around the same time I read Tales of the City, and the other thing that stuck with me was one of the character Moose's advice to look like the men you want to fuck. This perhaps stands to reason as a form of behavioural mirroring or cognitive fluency exercise, but God, it's always made me look like a bellend. I didn't work as a goth, um, much as I enjoyed stripping them. Um, I didn't work as some kind of like surf faggot that just looked achingly insincere. The skater years were a little embarrassing. And I realised that this is basically because you're treating it like rolling up a D&D character class, like a sort of, I don't know, plus one bike career or something. It's, you're always going to look like it's dress-ups if you're dressing up, which I was. It looked insincere and didn't work, whereas the people that have arrived at an aesthetic by some sort of shambolic or personal process are doing it because that's who they are. So, I don't know. Whilst dressing a bit like a skate kit did get me laid a bit, I wasn't a great look and it looked insincere. I don't know. I don't got anything really that works for me above and beyond pick something extend it forwards and then kind of compromise around what's on the shelves so it's not a hassle. Not very sexy, but mm. Mr. Conbury. I think it's important that everyone take advice from me, a mediocre white man. Marvel at my faded band t-shirts from university that I still wear while knowing, just knowing that I am judging you deeply for whatever you wear. This is not true, but you know, on average. How to define a style? Firstly, I would say make finding clothes as pleasant or at least as unobtrusive as possible. Uh, by which I mean the fucking internet. Um, and even if it makes it slightly harder to buy things or you have to buy and return stuff, it is so much easier to just look at stuff in your own time, get an idea of what you like bookmark stuff come back to it than it is to do it with the time pressure of being in a shop and having to uh having to leave at a set time or you know getting thrown out or just being fucking miserable being there as i am in pretty much all clothes shops which do not accommodate my height in any way shape or form also everyone looks like a set blamage in the changing rooms because of the way they do the lighting yeah this is true oh well at least i'm given to understand um being a stereotypical 
white male. I have never tried clothes on in a shop. Really? No, I have, but the stereotypical white male will, will doesn't not. try the clothes on. Doesn't no. read the instructions before attempting it. No, no. Yeah, on brand. So that's that would be my main takeaway: is like just t- get rid of the pain points of shopping for clothes, so that you have more bandwidth to think about what what it is that you like. Um, and when you're looking at stuff, jot down why you like things or why you don't like things, so that you actually have something to refer back to, rather than assuming that you will keep. Uh, a sort of full notion of aesthetic sense when you are coming at it from what may well be a standing start in your head at any given time. Another thing I would say is uh, look at more formal stuff, uh, at least as part of of what you're going for, because it changes much less frequently. Um, and while it might feel fusty at first, you can match it with other stuff, and you can and and you can make it weird if you want to make it weird. Um, but it is just much less. Uh, tossed around by the vicissitudes of fashion. So if you find formal stuff that you like, if you find formal stuff that fits you well, you can kind of stick with that. Um, And if you fall in a sort of reasonably standard size, you can go vintage and get stuff cheap, particularly from places that sell old suits and things like that. I like the the formwear idea. It's um, the nice thing about formalwear is it's, it's it's kind of bullshit, but it's also kind of a uniform. And if there's one thing a uniform is for, it's disindividuating a populace. And you know, hey, if you can't be bothered picking a style, formwear is an entire pre-canned idiom that you can then muck about with with accessories or ornaments. Yeah, and if you're if you are um, looking at vintage stuff, you can get it extremely cheaply. So it sort of cuts through the whole problematic. Uh, uh, problematic building up a collection of clothes that are a look without having the money to necessarily do that anything other than piecemeal. Um, but speaking of piecemeal, even if you've bought a bunch of stuff, even if you found a load of stuff, start changing things slowly because you're going to feel self-conscious and if you change drastically people are going to say things, particularly in the workplace or in school, that sort of thing. Um, and that's going to make you feel more self-conscious and more likely to step back if this is something that is uh, difficult for you. So give yourself and others time to get used to it. Change gradually. Um, not because, you know, you shouldn't just suddenly rock up like 70s David Bowie, but just from the perspective of giving yourself the best chance of succeeding in what you want to do, gradual change is going to be easier to accommodate than very sudden change. Although if you do want just some templates for looks, the different stages of David Bowie. Extremely good, yeah. Extremely good. Um, one one thing that I saw this weekend was that some of David Bowie's clothes are on display in a library in London. And one of his very earliest things is just a green leather jacket that he has made pinstripe himself with a felt-tip pen. That's bold. Yeah. Be like Bowie. Not full of cocaine and courting fascism, just in, in other senses. Yeah, I don't like pee in a toaster. Don't believe the don't witches pe- are stealing your semen. Don't believe any of those things. You can you can fuck a geek pop if you want. And it's more likely if you dress like David Bowie. He's got a cockatiel now. He has. Is he Biggie Pop? Biggie Pop. Miss Boy. So, yeah, I'm with you that this is hard. This is really, really hard. And I'm kind of on this journey to some extent at the moment in that I'm increasingly realizing that the only things I can stand to wear are probably going to be career limiting at some point and don't really have any internal motivation to change but probably should anyway 
And I also had the complication of just a bunch of sensory issues that make finding clothing I can stand to wear particularly difficult. So yes, I feel I feel your pain intensely. And yes, fuck the gender binary, fuck clothes not fitting, fuck polyester. But I, I, as you as you asked us to, I'm going to focus on deciding what you're aiming for. So I'm going to come at it from a slightly different angle. I would say think about the most outrageous version. You know, the kind of the most out there self presentation you've ever dreamt of. If you could look any way you want without any repercussions from society, what would that be? Colors, fabric, styles, cuts. What are the nicest things you've ever seen other people wear that gave you sartorial envy? And then draw it or write a description, do a fucking Pinterest board, I don't know, whatever like helps you get your ideas down. And I would say then bring that version back down to reality. What are the nearest compromises that are still appropriate for performing capitalism? It's, it's probably not floor length jade gowns and purple hair, but at least now you know that dresses are a good shout and you like those colours a lot and you might be more open to experimenting with your hair than you realised. You know, be, be creative with the closest you can get to that ideal. And, it, you know, if it were me, I'd probably end up looking like somebody who is in one of those fantasy series where dragons occasionally have human bodies and it would be like the human form of a dragon whatever she would be wearing is probably what i want to look like we call those tom hiddleston yep yep that will do um i think the other thing i would suggest is you you talk about being at the mercy of mainstream fashion and this is totally not for everyone but consider making your own clothes like I said, big caveat, so I've been considering making my own clothes to the point where I bought a sewing machine and a bunch of stuff, and I am so bad at drawing chalk lines on fabric that I cried for 20 minutes and gave up and made a cushion cover instead, because at least the lines are straight. Um, but if you, you know, have basic skills and hand-eye coordination and stuff that I don't have, you can make stuff that the fashion industry is never, ever going to make. Um, another caveat is don't go into this thinking it will be cheaper to make your own clothes. It absolutely won't, because, you know, textile industry economy of scale you just don't have access to that but you're going to get stuff that is way way closer to what you like than what the market will ever provide and that can be a good investment um i'm just going to close with the thing i always say when we talk about fashion which is who wants cold shoulders stop doing this i don't want there to be holes there i want fabric to cover my shoulders um but yeah buy a sewing machine and make your own shoulders i think that's fantastic advice but also it's a that's why I wanted to just ensure I snuck in the whole thing about pay attention to what's always going to be around mm -hmm. rather than what's in now because the fucking shoulder things or I mean I honestly thought that the super skinny jeans were a phase but it turns out that what's happened is that jeans have in general got a bit skinnier and the super skinny ones have gone away but yes um, you can never tell what's going to be transient and what's going to get absorbed back mm. into the culture I, I guess, really but... thought that shirts buttoned up all the way with no tie was going to be a fad but they've been doing that for about 10 years now oh, yeah I feel old. I, was like, I thought that was bad when I was a teenager. Yeah. You can't really get away with that if you're not in a scar band, as far as I'm concerned. No, and I think too few of the people who try to get away with that are actually in a scar band for it to be acceptable. Maybe they're all in one scar band. Maybe there's like a really squeaky you voice polyphonic spree. No, you can put a lot of people in a scar band. That's true. Big brass section. Yeah, you mm. can. Mm. Yeah, like. Lots of percussion. I wouldn't rule out that they are all in the same band. A lot of these, like. Squawky Topshop model looking kids don't seem like they've got the lung capacity to be in a brass section. This tiny, is true. Tiny torsos, why none of the fucking shirts fit? Maybe Scar's played on kazoos these days. We might be out of touch with it's that true. as well. We're not down with the kids. God, we're so old. We like Scar though. At least I do. Maybe you guys don't. I like Scar. That's fine. Some Scar. Yeah. I'm not gonna, it's... I'm not gonna skank though. That's okay. You do. No one's gonna make you I'm skank. Like... You, you can skank if you want to. You're allowed to. Can you do the outro first? 
Skank is hiring Roger. Very well. Strike me up a beat. Mm-hmm.